Blog Talk Radio. So it's faith-based. So you're involved with faithism, not atheism, right? It was that you said, saying that you know a lot of Christians, um, they maybe text or they maybe email you, and you know they was pretty much scared of you. And I said, oh, okay, a challenge, okay. No, I believe the Bible. I don't believe the Bible is saying that slavery is okay because it gives instructions about how to handle slavery. Andrew, that's faith. You just said you accept evolution, evolution theory. So that's faith. You got faith in a theory. By any chance, are you gay? Uh, what do you think about Baltoats? Hello, everyone. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me here again on the Atheist Roundtable. I'm your host. My name is Andrew Garber. I want to take a moment to just thank everyone for sending me those friend requests on Facebook, for liking the fan page for the Atheist Roundtable on Facebook. And if I could just beg you just a little bit to send me those five-star reviews on iTunes, boy, oh, boy, we would suddenly become bestest buddies, bestest friends for some iTunes reviews. This is the Atheist Roundtable. This is a, supposed to be a weekly live call and show about atheism, agnosticism, belief, non-belief, and whatever happens to flow into your host's stream of consciousness in the 30 or so minutes that I get for free here on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. Thank you for sticking with me and for joining me again. You know, sometimes life just throws weird curveballs at you, and so I take a couple of weeks off, and that's what's happened. And now I'm back, and who knows? Maybe I'll be on next week. Maybe I won't. I, I can't possibly predict what in the world is going to be thrown at me in the next week or so. I hear something an awful lot that I've been thinking about an awful lot. I decided to do a show on because I can do that. You've heard it before, right? This phrase, you can't reason someone out of a position they did not reason their way into. You know, you can't logic someone out of a position they didn't use logic. You've said it. I've said it. I've started to think, eh, maybe it's not the best phrase. Maybe it's not the best way to put things. I think often we use the phrase to dismiss people. I think often that when we use that phrase, we dismiss people as being worthy of our conversation, of being worthy of our time, of some. Somebody who is on the other side from us, someone who is disagreeing with us, uh, it's used as a way of saying, well, their opinions, their point of view is less than mine because they didn't use reason and logic to get to it. And I only come to my, obviously, I only come to my opinions through reason and logic, right? I don't think... I don't think that's accurate in in sense of the word. I mean, I don't think that these other people have are unreasonable people, and I don't think that it's fair for us all, for atheists especially, to think that we come to all of our conclusions through reason and logic alone. All right? I mean, I you talk to a few atheists, you're going to find pretty quickly that not all atheists use reason and logic well. But this idea that you that, that reason and logic aren't good tools to get someone out of faith, to bring someone away from superstitious, 
that's just that's just silly. I mean, reason and logic will have to be have to be part of the tools uh, that that someone's going to use in order to find their way out of superstition. And whether or not they land on atheism or not is kind of a completely separate question. But in order to find your way out of mystical thinking, in order to find your way out of uh, supernatural thinking, you do start thinking reasonably, more reasonably at least, than you were before. It's a tool. It's not the only tool, to be sure. It's not the only... Look, if you're a carpenter and you only have a hammer, you are in for a bad day. If you're a if you're a doctor and all you have is a stethoscope, <laughs> you are about to have a bad day. It's one of the tools. It's an important tool. You need to have it, but it can't be the only thing there. And let's think for just a second. Let's think for just a second about all the people that we know and love who are atheists, who didn't think their way out so much as at least begin to feel their way out. You, you know who I'm talking about, right? You, you've all heard the stories of Ryan Bell. You've all heard the stories of Jerry DeWitt. These are guys who used to be pastors. These are guys who used to be preachers. And one of the things, if you've heard their stories, they'll say that one of the things that, they, that really pushed them away from faith was that they didn't think that their faith was allowing them to love enough. They didn't think that their faith was allowing them to be the best kinds of people that they could be. That's not reason-centered. That's not logic-centered. That's emotion-centered. That's value-driven. That's something that says these things are good and I can be better if I drop this faith. This faith is holding me back from being the best kind of person I can be, and I want to be better. That's, that's not, I mean, I suppose you could say that it's reasonable to want to be a good person. I suppose you could say that it's logical to want to be ethical. But I really think that these moral and ethical questions don't necessarily start from a place of reason and logic. They start from a place of emotion. Because we're humans. We're emotional creatures just, well, probably more so than we are reasonable or logical creatures. And I think that it's very valid, very valid to go to the emotional level and talk to people about how they can feel their way out. I don't think that there are... I did a show once that I may have to redo again uh, because, because uh, well, I've been thinking about it a lot too. I called it the funniest joke in atheism. And the funniest joke in atheism is that when atheists make fun of believers, those jokes are only funny if you understand that atheists do not think that believers are idiots. Those jokes are only funny if you understand that atheists do not think that believers are a bunch of morons. If you do think that believers, if you are an atheist, and you do think that all believers are idiots and morons, you're just a jerk. 
But you can laugh and find humor in those in jokes if you understand that atheists do not actually think that. And the believers do funny, ridiculous, insane things for reasons that they think are reasonable or logical. I think that when we're talking about taking people away from faith, we're talking about those discussions that we have with believers. I think it's important to remember that we're talking about humans. And while we would love, <laughs> oh, we would love for our fellow humans to be super reasonable and super rational, just like a Vulcan, well, we're not. We're emotional creatures, and we get swayed by emotional arguments so much more than we get swayed by reason or logical arguments. We have to study how to do that, right? We have to think about how to formulate a logical argument. We don't have to think about how to formulate an emotional argument. Try, try, uh, try to get Donald Trump to give a premise one, premise two, therefore conclusion kind of argument. That's not going to happen, Right? But he can deliver an excellent speech driven on emotion. He can deliver an excellent speech when his primary focus is fear. We can see that happening. And he's talking to people. He's trying to convince people. He's not trying to convince Vulcans. He doesn't need the Vulcan vote. He's only trying to get the votes of humans. I always try to remind myself what I thought of myself, how I looked at myself when I was a believer. When I was a believer, I thought I was super reasonable, super rational. I could have sworn to anyone that the reasons that I thought that Jesus had risen from the dead were rooted solidly in logic and reason, evidence. That reason and evidence were the foundation of my faith. And even though now I can look back and realize I was wrong, it's a hard thing to move to, to move from there, right? It's a, hard, it's, it's a hard journey to realize that faith, evidence, reason are separate things that don't really play all that well together. Talk to people who have made that journey. And what will they tell you? They'll tell you it was an emotional journey, won't they? Talk to people who have moved from faith to atheism. And many of them, not all, there are some exceptions, but so many of them will give you a story filled with heartache, tragedy, with loss, sadness, you'll hear so often that the story isn't about reason and logic. The story is about emotional turmoil. That's, that, that's what we remember of our journey. We don't remember the logical arguments that we were holding in our head. When someone asks us about our journey from faith to atheism, we recall the emotional turmoil that 
that we experienced along the way. We, rec- we recall how devastating it is to, at, on, on one day, think you have a hotline to the creator of the universe who holds you, you, in a special place in his heart, who holds you above so many other of his vast and magnificent creations. And you can petition the creator to help you in something as mundane as a math test, something as mundane as a parking spot, or something as grandiose as curing a loved one's illness. There's a emotional break that happens when you wake up the next day and realize the only reason you performed well or badly on your math test or did or did not find your parking spot or your dear loved one did or did not recover had nothing to do with supernatural forces but had everything to do with natural forces. There's, there's a sense of loss there and that's an emotional sense of loss that happens there. I think that in order to bring someone from faith to atheism, we'll need logic and reason. We'll need the arguments, the philosophical arguments that that we need to bring to the table to be able to argue why it's not reasonable to think that a person died and came back to life why it's not reasonable to think that a donkey can talk or a snake can talk, why the flood story doesn't make any doggone sense in light of all of the evidence from all of the geology, why evolution is the only thing that makes sense of all of biology. We have to have all of those arguments. But I think we also would be trying to build a house with nothing but a hammer if we didn't also remember the emotional component of moving from faith to atheism. I think that we'd be trying to build, we'd be trying to diagnose a disease with only a stethoscope. A stethoscope. You know what I'm saying. We'd be trying to do medicine with not all the tools, if we, we only try to use logic and reason. There's a whole other set of tools that we need to use and press because they're part of the human experience. We don't need to Vulcan people out of religion. We need to human out of religion because most of my fellow atheists and I tend to be Human. We think that humans are pretty doggone cool. So if we think humans are pretty doggone cool, then let's let's use all of the things. Let's embrace the human. Let's not try to treat people as though they're Vulcans and only respond to reason and logic. But but as humans who really respond to emotion. And understand that if a person is going to move from faith to atheism, that that's an emotional journey, very emotional journey. It, my journey was certainly emotional, and I know lots of people who 
would agree with. And some people had nothing at all. But many people have a very emotional truth. I think we should acknowledge that when we're talking to believers and we want them to move from point A to point B. And I think that talking, I, I wouldn't have this show if I didn't think that talking to believers made a difference. I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't think that talking to believers made a difference. I know it does. I know it does. Even if in a particular conversation you don't see a whole lot, of course you're not going to see a whole lot. Of course you're not. But each one of those conversations, maybe a point will be made. Maybe you'll say something in a way that nobody else has ever said it that's actually going to stick. Maybe your background, your experiences will bring something to the table that this other person is really going to connect with. Maybe you're going to say something just in a weird turn of phrase that only you can manage. It's going to really stick with this person. Or maybe not. Maybe not. But I think believing things that are true and not believing things that aren't true, best way for people, all people, to experience life. When I was a believer, I was looking to leave. I needed reasons to leave. I needed facts and evidence that were going to pull me away. I needed argumentation to move my positions. Started to move. I got scared. As many people would be. And from there, I needed an emotional argument. I needed something comforting, something soothing. I needed humanism. Perhaps my motivation for moving was the fact that I want to be able to be a better person than my religion will allow me to be. Perhaps the reason I am even considering an argument, a rational, logical argument, is because I want to become more loving, more caring, more charitable than this character in this book that I've been told is good. But I'm now looking for the first time to go on. Imagine that or recall when that happened to you. Imagine or recall when you took your first step towards atheism. That was scary. That was frightening. That wasn't reason. That wasn't logic. That was emotion. And I think that if to be good atheist evangelicals. Yeah, I said it. I'm an atheist evangelical. I think atheism is good news. I think it's good news. There is no hell. There is no heaven. That there is no God. I think it's good news that there are no sins. I think that's I think that's fantastic news. That there is no judgment. There is only this life. I think that it's good news 
that you, I, everyone else are responsible for you and I and everyone else. And if we're going to make this world better, we get to do it together. Eventually, of course, as the story goes, I made it out of religion. I made it out of faith. And yeah, I can flatter myself now thinking that that I did it all with reason, that I did it all with logic, but I know that there was a lot of emotion involved too. And I can flatter myself and think to myself that, you know, um, I have the immaculate uh, logical ability to figure out that Christianity is bullshit all by myself. I don't know where that accent came from. I, I, I really should not be allowed to do accents on the uh, uh, <clears throat> I could pretend that I was only rational, but I think that I was also very emotional. I think that, you know, I, uh, I needed to have those arguments. I needed to have those conversations. I needed to be able to talk to people who disagreed with me. And I'm so thankful to all the people who had those conversations with me. Politely, calmly, patiently. As though they were having that conversation for the first time. As though they'd never heard, well, Jesus was either a liar or a lord or a lord or well, whatever. You get the idea. If we evolve from monkeys, how come they're still monkeys? Those kinds of arguments. I'm so glad I was able to find people who had the patience to be able to make it seem as though they'd never heard that stuff before. Take the time to walk me through the logical steps to get me to understand why they don't hold water. And I could pretend only reason and logic that brought me out. But I think that it was also a desire to be a better person than the God that I found in the Bible. I think so. I don't know. Those are my thoughts. I think we need to address the entire human we try to take people out of religion. And I think that taking people out of religion is a good thing to do. It's charitable work, I think, to disavow people of bad ideas, to take them from bad ideas to better ideas, make them understand. Uh, atheism isn't devoid of hope, but is a source of so much comfort for me. It is for me to know that if I'm able to make a world better, if I'm able to leave some kind of impact on the world, that I've done it. And all the help that I ever received was always from other people. People just like me, with faults and flaws and imperfections, but also with the desire 
to leave the world a little bit better than when they found it. People like me. That's amazing. Think that God isn't here, but we are. And we can make a difference. And God cannot. That's amazing. That's filled with hope. I think so. Anyway, so I've uh, I, I, I've run out of stuff, and I'm just rambling now. And uh, that's kind of what I do when I uh, come and find myself without things to say. And it's 11:25, and I got five minutes left in the show. And I try to stretch things out for five minutes because you know why not? And if, while I got you for a few more minutes, let me just say that although you probably won't want to call in tonight, if you ever did want to call in during the show. The show's on at 11 p.m. on Sunday nights. And if you ever want to call in live to be on the show, then when the show is live, you'd call 347-838-8342. That's the number to call live to be part of the show if you ever ever wanted to do that. Uh, You don't have to. You can always send me Facebook messages. You can email me at andrewtheatheist at gmail.com. Uh, you can go to the Atheist Roundtable page and do all those kinds of things. If you want to leave a voicemail, give me a call at the Atheist Roundtable voicemail line. That's 765-280-3066. Nobody's going to pick that up. It doesn't ring anywhere. It just goes to Google uh, the, the Google voicemail, and then they will poorly translate it, and then I'll actually listen to it. And if you want me to, I can even play it on the air. Uh but um, yeah, uh, I'm always I'd always be uh, down for someone to call in, someone to talk. Um, I was trying to reach out to a couple of Christians to see if they'd like to come on the show, and no, so there you go. But I'm always down for those conversations because I really think they help, and uh, they tend to be interesting. If nothing else works out, I'm going to have to call atheist, or not atheist billboards, <laughs> gospel billboards again, because they're always available. And I just wasn't impressed the last time I called them. Um, and uh, I, I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? In any case, I've wasted enough time now. Till next time, take care of yourselves, because God isn't here, but we are. And we can make a difference. That's flipping awesome. Good night. Like the fan page for the Atheist Roundtable at slash Atheist Roundtable on Facebook or find your host at slash Andrew the Atheist. Send all of your email to andrewtheatheist at gmail.com. This podcast is the official podcast of atheists, humanists, and agnostics of the Wabash Valley. Find us on Facebook for monthly meetups. Music for this episode is provided, as always, by Dick Richards. Thank you, Dick. God isn't here. We are. Take care of yourselves.